Hey, film fans. I'm Jackie Lynn here with Dave Demers for our latest episode of Was It That Bad? The show where we watch films that have a bad rap, but actually might be worth a watch. This week, we watched Bring It On, starring Kirsten Dunst, Gabrielle Union, and Eliza Dushku. It has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Where does this movie fall for us? We'll get started shortly and let you know what we think. Our guest tonight is Alex Driscoll. You may remember Alex from our previous episode on Was It That Bad? We covered Halloween 4. Alex, so glad to have you back. Well, it's good to be back. <laughs> awesome. Great to have you on. All right, Dave, what do you think? Bring it on. Was it that bad? So I've been typing my notes all week and I've got my spirit fingers ready. So ready to go for this one so i'm sure you've both drank smoothies in your life i was thinking of like a smoothie whether you like like a nice strawberry banana or a mango whatever your preference is so picture this smoothie that i'm talking about as like a metaphor for the high school movies from 98 98 to 2000 so when you start off with your smoothie you've got your your can't hardly wait cruel intentions varsity blues she's all that and then you kind of get to the middle, you're like, you've drank half of your smoothie and you got like 10 things I hate about you, American pie. And then you get to the bottom of your smoothie here and you're, you're hearing that sound at the bottom. <laughs> and for me, that sound is this movie, Bring It On. And then if we want to keep going with that metaphor, you find the plastic cup that your smoothie was in when you're cleaning your car, like a month later. And you see like a little like smidge of pink in the, <laughs> and you look at it and you say, I don't know, am I going to go for this? And yeah, you just, you're like, you look around you see if anyone sees you and you, you take that one last, <laughs> and that's Save the Last Dance, which we're going to be covering oh. in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh. What Very a colorful. Poor Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, this was a fun movie. I think the three of us all kind of saw this around the same time when it came out and you know, like a lot of movies, there's a different experience for you watching it as a teenager and then watching it as an adult. So it was a much different experience for me watching it as a 40-year-old man. I didn't resonate with this as much as I did 20 years ago. And and that's fine. I thought it was a, a fine movie. Didn't blow me away. Kirsten Dunst, I thought, was really good in this. We'll talk about her more later. But there were a lot of fun performances. Some of the stuff in this doesn't age particularly well. And we'll definitely talk about all of that. But yeah, kind of an average movie for me. Um, you mentioned, Jackie, the 6.1 on IMDb. That's where I'm at on my IMDb score. I went with a 6 six out of 10 stars. You know, it wasn't painful to watch as some of the previous movies we've done in the past. But yeah, it doesn't hold up as well as, say, some other movies we're going to cover. Like tomorrow, we're going to cover Can't Hardly Wait, which is a movie I liked a lot better than this one. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's a lot better. <laughs> well, okay, we'll expand on that, Alex. Well, uh, where do you sit with this movie as uh, as an adult man in 2021? It's a little embarrassing because it's like, <laughs> um, because I feel like, because with Kirsten Dunst, I feel like I think of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, great one. A lot. And I'm like, oh, this is the kind of movie that could have had the potential if they like even cared. But it was still a PG-13 movie. So they like said some stuff, but they didn't really follow through. It's like a cheap Legally Blonde, but like a totally different story and with cheerleaders. (laughs) 
All right, totally fair. So, Jackie, I know we, we've talked during the week, and I, I, I know this is, this is one from our conversations that seems to, to kind of still resonate well with you. So where, where are you at as an adult in 2021 with this one? You know, I was really surprised because I wasn't sure if it was going to hold up for me 20 years later after seeing it. But I thought it was fun, entertaining, and I think this movie has a lot of spirit. I think we're going to talk about this later, but I do have some major conflicts with this movie. So I'll circle. We can circle back to that in a minute. But, you know, I kind of like this story. It's about a teenage girl who finally gets her shot at being captain of the cheerleading squad. She's got attitude. She's got motivation. You know, it's her journey about being a leader by example, uh, creating something original, working hard for it, making decisions independently. And what I like about this is I could have just been talking about Torrance or ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a kind of an interesting thought. There's a kind of a perspective that's presented here in the world of this movie and kind of in the real world. Um, the difference between these two bright young women is class, privilege, lack of resources, but they are both incredibly talented and they get a chance to prove themselves on an equal playing field eventually. So there's some really interesting commentary that's embedded in this film that I was really surprised to see. I didn't pick that up on the first round back when I was a teenager. You know, you can call me biased if you want, but uh, talk about time and a place for this movie because when it came out, I was a high school cheerleader and I went through a hell of a journey myself. I worked my ass off. I didn't give up. And against many odds, I made it happen too. So you know, my cheerleading story is certainly not as grand, but um, maybe it would make a okay sports movie someday. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I can bring a perspective of both film lover and cheerleader tonight. Okay. All right, Jackie. So you had mentioned Gabrielle Union's name in this movie, which is Isis, yes. which is one of, one of the many things that doesn't age well in this film. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, you know, some of the language which, which is kind of like dated a little bit. And then there's an air of homophobia towards the male cheerleaders, which we see Whoa. a lot of. Yes. And I think a lot of these things, you look at older movies and I personally, you know, everyone deals with this their own way. For me, I, I kind of just look at it as a product of the times. Most times, if the movie's really good, I can overlook some things with this. The movie wasn't as good for me. So I know I, had conversations with both of you during the week. I was like, wow, okay, there's, there's some heavy homophobia in this movie. And, you know, some, some things you can overlook when the movie's good. Alex, did any of this resonate with you? Anything like really stand out in terms of like, hasn't aged well? Oh, just the whole, like the whole like idea that they were going to steal cheers. Like as if like this was so unattainable to like come up with a bad like to come up with a good cheer routine when literally they're just like, just rah rahing. Like they get some guy who's like so good and he get, does this embarrassing routine and that's like their biggest problem. But then it's just the whole, it's like a very racist movie, I guess. Like it's just very show it, not racist movie. So it's just like very like obvious that like, it's just like, oh, why the team have to be a black team? 
Yeah, there's a little there's a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, some of these things things don't. And then the big, very big stereotypes for the team too. And I think they had that one singer in there from Black. Yeah, the whole group is in this movie. Yeah, the whole group, the whole group is in there. Yeah, and they're heavily featured on the soundtrack as well. Oh, so. I had the soundtrack because I remember waiting for this movie to come out because Eliza Deshku was uh, Faith and Buffy. Yes. So like yes. there was a lot of promise around this for me. I was very excited about this movie. Not so much anymore. Kind of embarrassed that I was so excited about it. Back. <laughs> and I remember waiting for the trailer to download on like a QuickTime server. And oh, nice. Like a little bit at a time. <laughs> so you get the first 10 seconds. And then if you waited an hour, you get another 30 seconds just to get like the minute and 30 second trailer. Um, I remember just being really like close, like being like, oh, yeah, this is how high school should be. This is so cool. And now I'm just like, this is really lame. Like this would be a really cool movie still. If I like thought the entire world revolved around high school. Fair. Yeah. So Kirsten Dunst in this movie, she had kind of made uh, a late surge into the teen movie scene. Uh, this was kind of her first big teen movie. And then she did a couple others. Uh, Get over it was kind of like a forgotten one with Cisco and Ben Foster. And there was another one. Cri- Cri- Alex, remember I had the poster on my wall? For that movie? Yeah, get over well, it. Oh, probably just because you yeah, I do, but probably just because it was available, right? Like you it was like it. it was like two dollars or something and I, I had it on my <laughs> wall. Next to ironically, Can't Hardly Wait, which was also on my wall, which which mind you we're we're covering again. And Halloween H two O. Those were the ones I remember having on my wall as a youth. All right, so Kirsten Dunn's kind of made like a late surge into the high school movies. She wasn't necessarily known as a teen movie star the, the same way that, say, like uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt or Sarah Michelle Gellar were. She kind of, this. she was in this, and then late she was in 2001's Get Over It, also Crazy Beautiful. So she did, like, these kind of, like, Bring It On was a bigger teen movie, and then she kind of did these smaller ones. But before that, like, her first role was in Bonfire of the Vanities, where she played Tom Hanks' daughter, Brian De Palma film. And her first kind of big role was Interview with the Vampire, opposite Tom Cruise and Christian Slater and Brad Pitt. And she was in Jumanji. She was in Wag the Dog, a Brian De Palma film with Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. The Virgin Suicides, which was Sofia Coppola's first film. And then she kind of was a muse for Coppola. She was in a lot of her movies later. So she had been in all these A-list movies and she was kind of like an A-lister at this point. So for her to be in this movie was kind of a change of pace for her. And in interviews, she said this was kind of a role that she really relates to. Jackie, what do you think of Kirsten Dunst's performance in this movie? I'm really glad you pointed her out and, you know, her journey to, towards this role. She actually turned down the movie a few times. It wasn't until she was filming this really depressing indie movie in Prague. Do you know which one that is? <sighs> you it's stopped okay. me. It's yeah, okay. no, you... <laughs> You just rattled off so many. I was curious. (laughs) Um, But she finally said yes. And it's funny to hear her say like, wow, I really identify with this role. I really liked it. And it meant a lot to me. So I'm glad she took the role. It seems like a really natural fit for her. She really understands this character. And she was 16 at the time. She has that right level of upbeat, positive, yeah, it was it was a cool role for her. It was just right. I know. We, do you have any casting what ifs? Yeah, and uh, well, I have I have one. That I guess we could save that for for the internet stuff. Of but course. Alex, aside from Kirsten Dunst, did anyone in this movie kind of stand out for you? 
Just Eliza Deshku, probably. I remember. I remember you were you were a fan of Buffy when when we were. Yeah, Buffy he's a fan thing, of right? Buffy, and then also just you know, I feel like she's she's been in some big deal movies. Like I always think of her, and I think of True Lies, yep. which is super exciting. She's been in a lot, and she's never really been the. She was like, I figured she'd come in and be like the badass, but it the, just like everybody was really rich in this movie. Like they just had lots of money, right? You know. <laughs> And that that alone usually just makes you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> Gabrielle Union was another one. Uh, she had she had kind of started off in these teen movies. She was in She's All That. She was also in Ten Things I Where Hate About in? You. Wow. Yeah. So oh, she, yeah. she had been she had been well traveled, and I thought she was really good in this. Jackie, do you have any thoughts about her in this or her career in general? Yes, I was reading that she was twenty seven. Yes. Yeah. Considerably she, older than everybody. When she she's still this. 27. <laughs> yeah, she does. She she has a nice ageless look to her. Good for her. She's so pretty. Um, she has a really sharp edge and a no BS attitude. And I don't question her for a minute. I, I liked her in this role. She had such little screen time. And... I feel like this is a good point to mention where she had a little expose on social media recently where she said that they filmed additional footage with the Clovers for the trailer of the movie. Like after they were done filming, they filmed footage for the trailer to give people more of the impression that the Clovers were in the movie more. Okay. And so that's like a really big false advertising and disappointment move to me. Yeah, like we didn't see any of them by themselves. Like it was never like any moment where like the Clovers were featured on their own. Very. No, definitely. It was always. It was only like in part with. As a unit, yeah. As a unit, yeah. And I don't know if either you you saw this, but I, Alex, I think we had the DVD when we were kids. Jackie, I'm sure you probably did too when you when you were younger. But there's an alternate ending to this where they have Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union in college, and they show them auditioning for the cheerleading squad, and the two of them are fighting to be captain. This was an alternate ending that didn't air. They ultimately decided to go with the Hey Mickey ending of everybody dancing, which yeah. I, I don't know if that was a better or worse choice but just a different choice and so yeah so a lot of interesting things on the uh the the special features on the dvd um how about we just jump into favorite scenes let's do it all right we'll be right back All right, so favorite scene. I don't know if this was a, a favorite scene, but I don't think we could do this podcast without talking about the opening scene in this movie, which uh, is the dream sequence where mm-hmm. they're doing this. They kind of like throw you right into the, the deep end of the pool with this movie with the, the cheer routine. We, we have Big Red. She's, they're doing like this choreographed. And this is where she announces Torrance, Kirsten Dunst's character, as the captain. And then Kirsten Dunst kind of does her solo routine, lifts her arms up, and she's topless in front of the whole school. We see this as a dream. But it's it kind of just throws you right into the movie. Jackie, what'd you think of the opening scene in this movie? Oh, this was uh, it threw me off because that is one hell of a cheer there. And the writer, Jessica Bettinger, had to fight for this scene to be kept in as the beginning, as the intro. 
because they thought it was too goofy and it was it was pushing that R rating a little okay. bit. And uh, she says, no, no, this is setting the tone. This is the tongue in cheek of the movie. You yeah. need to keep this. All right. Alex, any thoughts on the opening scene? I thought when I was a kid, I like I was really excited about it. I thought it was like, oh my god, this is so edgy and so funny. Like the, but now I look at it, I'm like, yeah, they could have, they could have easily written a better opening, and and it still be really cool. I mean, it definitely does set the tone, definitely, um, and it makes me feel like okay, this is not going to take itself too seriously, for sure. And yeah, yes. it, it's jokey, and it's, yeah. it's funny, it's it's cute. It, it yeah, it it gives you the tone of the movie really perfectly. Jackie, do you have another scene? Yeah, I have a funny scene about the, the next cheer that we saw. I was wondering at the beginning of this movie if they were going to do any of the cheers that I just happened to remember. Okay. And the one that I remember most is, Burr, it's <laughs> cold in here. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. This <laughs> movie is about stealing cheers. Like, what, what came first, the cheer or the movie? Did my squad steal that cheer? <laughs> But it, it came out before this movie, so it was okay. Maybe that's just a popular cheer, but that was that was a, a funny moment there relating to the cheers. Another one kind of following after that was the tryouts. Oh, yeah, yeah I have that too. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because it's kind of like your montage scene. If, like, if they were all wearing, like, they were in a, if it was, like, a pretty woman scene, they were just, like, trying on different dresses. That was pretty much it the equivalent to that in this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh and you get every personality you get the do we get paid for this right How many cheers do we have to know or forgetting the cheer crying or stripping right. to oh well almost stripping to uh cherry, cherry pie, pie. Um, <laughs> and the, the guy that was there for getting an easy shot the badass so that's that's a that's a beef I have with this movie because like Whitney's sister was kind of like the chosen one and this is a high school and she looked like this girl looked like she was ten years old. She right. did, but yeah. I, I I did. That was the kind of that was kind of a gripe. Yeah, we got a girl. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah. So there was a it was a gripe I had and Jackie we covered not another teen movie not too long ago and this this scene was parodied in that and it's yes. kind of like almost verbatim. It was almost no parody at all. It was almost the exact same scene. And then we do get like a bolt of lightning in the scene in the form of Missy as Eliza Dushku. And you could tell right away she has like this kind of it factor about her, like a natural charisma. And I did write down the gymnastics move that they make her do to prove herself, which is a standing back tuck, standing back handspring, back tuck, front handspring, step out, round off, back handspring, step out, round off, back handspring, full twisted layout. And she she nails that. Um, I can do a somersault, kind of barely. Oh. So this this was this was quite quite impressive. And yeah, I thought I thought she was really good in this movie in this role. Okay, but you know that she did not do that. Was she had a body double, and it was very I, obvious that there was a body double. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, when you can't well, see the face, and it's all I know, and then she just like pops up. Around. Like I know, not a, not a lash out of place. <laughs> Alex, did you have a scene you liked in this movie? One that stood out was definitely like the car wash scene. Yeah, that, like oh, that was only only washed like old classic cars. Like good noticing. Yeah, and also like <laughs> they are really young, so it was like kind of funny. I felt it was a little bit weird. Like 
because you look at a movie like Mean Girls where they are being kind of like edgy and, and just saying things that are really inappropriate, but this just doesn't even like make a joke out of it. It's almost kind of like, look, look, teenagers in bikinis to raise money for which they don't need money for. Like they don't even need the money. <laughs> yeah, I remember they asked the one cheerleaders girl for uh, $2,000. And the dad could come up with 500. I'm sure the dad could have. I saw these people's oh houses. God. They could have come I up. I know. With... Seriously. Well, I mean, from the looks of it, no one had parents in this film except for <laughs> Pearson Dunst. Right. Yeah, was... There was hardly any adults. And no. they're all yeah. kind of presented as crazy. Were there any teachers in that school <laughs> at any point? Not I think one. we saw one briefly. In advanced chem. Oh, and we also saw Torrance oh. with a book. Yes. So oh, that, that was her, her studying. That was yeah. her I... academics. We just and Torrance's mom thought she was really stupid. She, she was like, she wasn't happy with her academic schedule. She wasn't, you know, she got she got cheer captain and she wasn't happy for her, really. Like she's like in all those AP classes that like turned out not to matter at all. Like, yeah. Like... Yeah. So she, <laughs> so she didn't have much love at home. Poor, no. poor Torrance. Another thing I had written down here, not as like really a scene, but just as kind of like a thing that happened in the movie. Um, I have it written down as cheer response. And this is during the football game. Uh, the Cougars, the opposing the opposing team, they wrote "You suck" on their the back of their on their butts, mm-hmm. and then they respond with this little cheer routine. That's all right. That's okay. You're gonna pump our gas someday. I, yeah, I thought, that's pretty bad. They were they were ready. They were they. Were, I, I don't yeah. know. It's pretty brutal. You know you're it, you know it's it's good to be prepared. So they they were prepared for that that response there. Um. I, I have... never had that happen. <laughs> we were never that... assaulted by another uh, cheerleading team. Okay, <laughs> I should have asked you that, Jackie. Did this ever happen in your in your cheer career? <laughs> That's such poor sportsmanship. Just say. <laughs> um, I got a couple more here. The one Sparky Palastri I have. I thought mm-hmm. I thought this scene was too. kind of funny because this guy was pretty brutal to these girls. You yeah. know, he, he comes in his cheer routine is. Uh, played to two unlimited get ready which you kind of just hear at sporting events mm-hmm. i remember just hearing it at like every basketball game i went to with my mom when i was a kid yeah and oh, yeah. uh <laughs> and he, he just goes to these girls right away he's like don't speak and he's just going down the line he's like you have weak ankles oh or right you're... yeah he's yeah that's awful <laughs> he's literally lining these women up and then just critiquing them and just... he's like too much makeup not enough makeup what's right. with the skin say it with me sunlight and then he looks at the two, he's like, male cheerleaders, enough said. He goes to the one girl, he's like, smile. He's like, don't smile. Don't smile. <laughs> yeah, so it reminds me of one of my favorite movies, A League of Their Own, when they're lined up at the yeah. at the, the women's center or whatever. Oh, okay. And she says, a lot of night games. It's like, it's cause, <laughs> because the one was so ugly, she had to play, that, that would fix it. Night yeah. games. <laughs> so bad. Jackie, what'd you think of this, the Sparky Palastri scene? Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, and I thought so. He's slamming steroids and putting <laughs> the whole team on a diet because he says, in cheerleading, we throw people in the air and fat people don't go as high. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And these are not spirit fingers. These are yeah, spirit fingers. That's a huge takeaway from this film. I still hear people reference spirit fingers, and I don't know if there was something else in there that people like that got, came from, but spirit fingers has really stood the test of time. I think I think you're right. That's probably one thing that when, when we decided to do a pot on this movie, I was yeah, spirit fingers. That's like the one thing I, I kind of remember. 
All right. Um, so I have two more scenes here, but do either of you have any scenes of note? Oh, I like when the girl throws up at the meet. She just <laughs> gets real sick. It's just kind of no no reference oh. as to who she is, but she's just like telling her it's going to be okay. Like, come on, just relax. And then she throws up. And I thought that was nice. Yeah. It, to I piggyback think... off that a little, uh, Courtney, the one cheerleader who's got Courtney and Whitney were like kind of like the two bitchy cheerleaders. They were like the yeah. mean girls. And mm-hmm. Courtney gets like kind of punked by this little kid. She's like, oh, like I'm gonna hey, kick your ass. He stole her spankies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the brother. The brother stole her spanks. And yeah. uh, but the little girl like stepped on her foot. Oh, that one. <laughs> but <laughs> that... it does bring me back to the the not to go yeah to go back to the audition. So there was that one like really like skanky girl who was like hitting on the the cheerleader. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like that seems like the kind of scene that might be cut for television. The cherry Possibly. pie girl. Yeah. yeah. Cherry pie. Okay, so I read about that. I was going into internet a little bit. And I think they had to trim that down slightly to um, just avoid that R rating. They were really pushing the envelope all throughout this movie with their slurs, with their attitudes, um, their cheers. The mean mean cheerleaders were just like insinuating that she smelled too, which was like a lot, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're right. Yeah, so it seemed like they had to do a couple of quick edits to avoid this getting an R rating because it did make money. This movie had an $11 million budget, made $90 million, And that probably a lot of that was from kids in high school. And kids in high school aren't going to be able to go see an R-rated movie. In the get dropped off. So. Get dropped off. Just go on in. <laughs> With a note from mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also really didn't like any scene that was like the romance interest. I just didn't think it really needed that much attention. Right. I think that they could have done a lot more like a lot like dedicated a little bit more to the part of gymnastics and still make it funny. Like I didn't need to know that this like Ramones guy is like super in- and every time I think of it I think of it more like her and her his sister would make a better match. <laughs> Maybe if it was Game of Thrones, but in this yeah. in this sense yeah, Jesse Bradford I thought I thought he was fine in in this role as, as Cliff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I mean not as good as he was in Swim Fan. And that's the only, like, he's <laughs> steadily working, but I looked at his career and, like, Swim Fan and this yeah. are the only things I really remember him from. But mm-hmm. he's he still shows he up also, in things randomly. He was also in My Blue Heaven. He played one of the kids. Okay, fair. So that was about was 10 the, years before this. That was a great movie. You don't have to cover that movie because that was great. It wasn't bad. <laughs> we'll put that we'll, we'll put that in our notes. Noted. Yeah, noted. <laughs> one of my favorites, My Blue Heaven. All right, so another scene I have here is um, the Toros realizing that Sparky is a fraud when when they're doing their their competition. This is a, kind oh, of a yeah. this is kind of a cringe scene a little bit. Um, they're doing an interview on live TV, and then they hear to Unlimited get ready and prepare for domination, and they see like <laughs> the squad ahead of them doing the same exact routine, and then they got nothing, so they have to do the same routine. And it's it's really uncomfortable for everybody. You see Cliff, he's like really excited to see them. And then kind of Aaron, the boyfriend, who I got, got some internet stuff on. We'll talk about him too, Richard Hellman. And he kind of sits down and everybody's uncomfortable. And then we see one of the, another gripe I had, Big Red is so angry. And I'm like, yeah. you graduated. Like, why are you even I know, here? Move on. Why are you even here, right? <laughs> why, why, why do you care? I uh, just like a little, a little context. Like I was on the high school bowling team 
when I was in high school. I didn't go and yell at the team like two years after I graduated. It just really. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, just really, really strange. And I just thought it was uh, an interesting choice. I don't know, Jackie, you, you can probably speak to this better than I can as a someone who's been in the world of cheerleading. But did people who graduated come and like yell at your team after after they were no longer on the team? No. That, no, I mean, maybe not, for homecoming, maybe for homecoming, threats. they, they came back and okay. They did the homage or whatever, but no, no. And I don't, th- after I finished my sophomore year, I don't even think I ever went to a sports game after that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally fair. That was it. All right. So the, the last scene I have here is just kind of the final scene, but do either of you have anything you want to note before we put a button on the scenes? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. We were talking about Cliff a little bit. Okay. And I wanted to call out two scenes in kind of involving him. First sure. one was the toothbrush flirtation scene. Nice scene. It was nice, but it was kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it started feeling a little awkward eventually. And, oh, I'm going to brush my teeth longer than you. <laughs> oh, I can spit more than you. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> And this was actually, this scene was actually filmed, la- it was the last scene. It was the filmed. last scene they filmed, yeah. Yeah, so everything yeah. had been filmed already, and this was a late addition. So, I yeah, you're right, it was uh, It was a cute scene, but it was maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit long. Maybe, like, one spit too many. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, it was just so awkward, because there was, like, literally only one scene, I think, with the brother and sister. Otherwise, they didn't exist in the same room with each other. Right. Well, they were together at the the cheer competition, and I thought they had like that kind of like playful brother sister chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Moments, yeah, that just like kind of seemed like a coincidence scene. Like, oh, you're staying over your friend's house again, unsupervised, no parents. I was and it's just like, you know, oh yeah, her parents say were that, out like, of town, or they were yeah. at, at some party and they would come back trashed the next day, <laughs> so they wouldn't notice. Oh, right, right. Like they were the parents Great from Hocus Pocus. Like they went and then they returned the next morning. <laughs> Those rich parents. I know. Yeah. Always getting drunk. Always getting drunk. <laughs> the next scene I wanted to point out was sure. the mixtape dance where Torrance is listening to the cute little mixtape from Cliff. And that's adorable because, I mean, did you guys do mixtapes and stuff? I yeah. made mixed CDs. Okay. I don't think I ever had a okay. tape. Same thing. But yeah, Maybe. yeah, same same concept, you know. Okay. It's all good. I I liked this scene because we're constantly seeing Torrance having so many responsibilities. She has a lot of weight on her shoulders, and this was just a little moment for her where she can be uncoordinated, unchoreographed, and she just gets to cut loose and be a cute little teenager. Oh yeah, in her room. Be herself yeah. in her room. I thought it was adorable. It was cute, and this scene was mostly like improvised because they, they mm-hmm. said that uh, the director Peyton Reed, who also directed both Ant Man films, um, right? He also directed the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, and Yes Man with Jim Carrey and Bradley Cooper. He's well traveled, and this was his directorial debut. He kind of just told her go for it in this scene, and, and you know she, she certainly uh, heeded that advice because she was just she was letting loose there, and it was it was a fun scene in the movie. I thought, yeah, kind of minor, but. Yeah, just, yeah. Just a fun little detail. Cute. Probably like so, probably something when you're thinking about this movie later on, something you, you remember. The dance, right? Which I wanted to dance. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like it was like heavily featured in the trailer. As Definitely. Well. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is a fun movie. She's got pom poms on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, as we mentioned before, I just, hey, Mickey. We see the whole cast. They're just they're dancing. This is not really to go with the film, but it's like the end scene that they ultimately went with, as opposed to seeing Gabrielle Union and Kirsten Dunst vie it out for captain of. Which I, you know, Jackie, you can you can speak to this again. Uh, freshman year of college, are you competing for captain of your cheerleading squad as a freshman? Uh, not at college level. Yeah. Whoa. Seem, yeah, seemed a little. Maybe that's why they didn't put the scene in the movie. But yeah, that was. I, and I know my knowledge of cheerleading does not extend past this movie really so i was but just as like somebody who knew sports you know freshmen don't typically compete for uh captainships yeah and usually when you're trying usually if you're trying to be a college cheerleader you're going for a scholarship especially if you're a male cheerleader those are very hard to find and we eventually had guys on the cheerleading squad after my time and it was very clear that they were doing this for a scholarship okay all right fair it was yeah, interesting it's college expensive so i, I might have it's also interesting that this you're doing this i mean I, they just premiered the second season of that show cheer on netflix i've heard about this. which yeah it's like a, it's it's the best school for cheerleading in the country and it's a community college okay Oh really? So it's like people like want to go there, but then it's like it's called Navarro, and they have a season two, and it's really good. That's what so that remi- is. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually it gives like similar kind of like real insight to like this isn't all like total BS. Like the the competitions are like really no joke. Like the details are really no joke. There was even like a guy who was very much Roman Polanski that like used to teach. He's a choreographer that they brought in. He was very much like that. Okay. So it's like, I bet you these characters have all been based on like real kind of stereotypes in the, in the cheerleading world, I guess, competition level. I was just going to say that, you know, I saw a lot of crossover there and they are really rigid competitors. Mm-hmm. Like we were all told we had to look the same mm. for competition. We had girls with textured hair and whatnot and so we all had to have cornrows in our hair and put it all back and uh, we all had to have the same bows we had to have matching socks matching shoes matching nylons you know um, matching makeup probably too of course yes yes because you can get points docked if something is different if something is out of line you don't want that to be docked against you and you know it's not just the appearance don't get me wrong. Um, competitive <laughs> cheerleading is a real thing, and I, I stick up for that. They're gymnasts. They're dancers. They're really hard workers. Definitely. Uh, tough, tough work. Absolutely. So great. Uh, I think that'll end it on scenes. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, Jackie. Can we talk about the ending before Hey Mickey? The competition? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, so I thought it was really interesting... If you thought about it, if the Toros had won first place instead of the Clovers, how different of a movie it would have been. It would negate everything that the Clovers had honestly worked for. Uh And it would have been way, way different message. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. 
So I paused to think about that. And I also liked how it therefore ended up being a fair competition because it was solely based on talent. And we even see Isis and Torrance on (laughs) equal levels as captains. You know, they give each other a little tip at the end and they both take their teams perform. Both do great. The takeaway, you know, you don't have to be number one to be successful. They mm-hmm. created an original routine. They made it to nationals. They nailed it. Therefore, the Toros were successful and they should be proud. They came there what they, they needed to do. Definitely. So I, I liked that ending, even yeah, though I feel they like everybody came out. Place. Everybody came out looking good at the end. Like I, but I think the Clovers needed the championship. And I don't think I don't think the the Toros necessarily needed it. I, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that's a good analysis of the ending. I think it everyone it, everyone should be happy if you were um, had a vested interest in any of these squads being a fictional character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So according to the internet, uh, you know we like to start these with our our casting almost, and Kirsten Dunst actually was not the first choice to play Torrance. Uh, Marley Shelton of Never Been Kissed. She was in Scream 4, I believe, and the new Scream. And she was also, well, she couldn't play Torrance because of scheduling conflicts to be in Sugar and Spice, which was probably a, a tough break. I remember that movie. It was good, but not super memorable. Either of you have any thoughts? I, my personal, that, that's a downgrade, obviously, from Kirsten Dunst. But any thoughts about Marley Shelton? Marley Shelton. I forgot who that was. Oh, I had to okay. look her so, up so, too. All right. Oh, so yeah, but... she was always she was always like kind of like a supporting character, never really like the like a successful lead. And she was always like a character within a character in, in the screams. Like yes. she played the actress who played Nev Camp uh, who played Drew Barrymore's character. Like it was always that. And she was yeah. She was in no, the new I'm one glad. too. Well, which I'll, well, I'll talk about a little bit later, but the new Scream, oh, she plays... Okay, I haven't seen that. She plays the sheriff. Yeah, Mom and I saw it the other night. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Jackie, you think this is... I, I'm, I'm assuming we all think downgrade Marley Shelton in this role. Yeah, I agree. And I like... No her. disrespect. She's, you said sugar and, she's in Sugar and Spice, right? Yeah. yeah. Which right. was kind of a flop, too. Yeah. I, I like these gals in their respective roles. Marley mm-hmm. and Sugar and Spice, Kirsten Dunst in yeah. Bring It On. Yeah, this, this is a, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is an A-lister and her being in this kind of gives this movie uh, a level of prestige, even if, you know, we don't, all don't agree on the degree of uh, quality it is. Another one, I have Cliff. We have two almost mm-hmm. here. Yeah, who? James Franco okay. and J- Jason Schwartzman. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I, James Franco was kind of like in this teen scene. He was in the movie called uh, Whatever It Takes, which was kind of like another forgotten teen movie from this era. And that was kind of the first time I saw him. And then he was in, obviously in Spider-Man like a year or two after this. Uh, I, I think I think uh, Jesse Bradford was fine in this role. But I don't know. Any thoughts on James Franco? Upgrade, downgrade? About the same? He seems kind of like greasy and a little too smooth for this role. I yeah, I like uh, what's the band you mentioned earlier, Alex? The Ramones. The Ramones, yeah, <laughs> Ramones type guy. Right. Yeah, it, it fits. But also, I better. think because Franco and Kirsten Dunst were later in Spider-Man together. Correct. And yeah, so that true. kind of would have, like, you know, then you would just draw your memory back to it and maybe associate it a little bit better. 
you know, because it's like when you see people work together multiple times, you kind of just assume they're on the same page with the caliber of work. And I feel like James does some pretty good stuff. So, so yeah, if he's if he's in this, it's kind of like Doctor Strange right. pulling something out of the, the multiverse yeah, and, you know, yeah. get a whole. <laughs> I see it like even another like 15, 20 years being more of a cult classic. Yeah. Uh, and similar to how like Drop Dead Gorgeous is absolutely like a, cla- a cult classic that was not huge when it came out. You know, that's a blind spot of mine. I've, I've never seen Drop Dead Gorgeous. So I got to. That is one of my favorite movies. All right. Well, I got to I'll, I'll, I'll watch it this week. Yeah, no, you got to. It's right, real man. easy. Showing those two trailers down. That's, <laughs> I, that's, that's a quote from the movie. But I'll circle back to you with it. I remember. Oh, I know. I feel like I know everything about this movie without having seen it. I mean, Kirsten, Kirstie Alley, got Denise Richards, you got yeah, Amy Kirsten, Adams. Kirsten Dunst is in it too, isn't she? Kirsten Dunst is in it. What's her face from all the movie? I don't know. Denise Richards. Denise Richards, Kirstie Alley. Yeah, so um, good cast. I'll Brittany, watch it this week. Brittany Murphy. Yes, respect. Yeah. Gorgeous yeah. guest. Yeah, yeah, all right. So I'll watch it this week if it's streaming. I'm, it? pa- I'm not paying a rental. So we'll, we'll oh. see. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's on uh, Netflix too. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Jackie, you got uh, any internet tidbits? Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off of the casting what ifs. Okay. Kind of the reverse of that. The girl who played Aaron's girlfriend, who he was cheating with in the college yes. dorm. Who made fun of him for being a male cheerleader? cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> she was a real cheerleader yeah. for the Lakers. Yep. Oh, really? That's cool. Did get yeah. that? That was some fun irony there. Yep. Another one I have here. Do we know what the film was originally titled as? Cheer oh. Fever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm, that sounds doesn't very. Fit. No, it sounds very documentary like, like kind of like a, like that show Cheer that. Alex cited before. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like sounds like a, do- a documentary. Very forgettable. Yeah. So glad they went uh, bring it on. Uh, just another internet thing I have here. Just a small one. It cost forty thousand dollars for them to secure the rights to put Cherry Pie in this movie. I mean, that seems like a lot of like some yeah. some producers are like no, it's, we gotta have that in there. <laughs> it's, a deal, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> we, for no, that five second scene. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. Well, I wonder where they had the budget to it. Mickey at the end. I feel like that's a song that costs a good that's number. A, yeah, of... yeah. I didn't have the, the the financials on that, but I would imagine that wasn't cheap either. Man, I but... couldn't stand that Mickey scene. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> well, it was really montage. dumb. It was cheap. It, yeah, was... it just seems like filler. It was another one, like the beginning and the end scene. I thought were both very corny, but I, I figured we couldn't not talk about them. I did. I just have them as scenes, not favorite scenes. (laughs) I have two more written here. Uh, Do either of you have any internet? I do. No. I have one. I'm sorry, I don't. That's okay. No worries. I'm just enjoying. (laughs) So I always like to observe these gorgeous high schools that they have in these teen movies. Uh The name of this one was called Rancho Carne. Okay. uh, Which... (laughs) technically translates to meat ranch if you do a spanish translation there <laughs> yes, that's so that's it. kind of strange um, but it's actually san diego state university okay so yeah, that they wasn't did a real Anna high Bob. school 
Yeah, they really do amp up. But I do remember, like, when I went to high school, I felt like my high school looked like that a little bit. But it didn't. Really? I went to Southern Regional, but it was, like, new at the time. But it really wasn't as cool as that school. Wow. But it looked really grand in the beginning. My high school wasn't that pretty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I said I had two, but I actually have three. And one I just forgot about. So the first one I have here, we talked about things that this movie had to do to avoid an R rating. There's a scene where they're doing their first cheer and we see Jan. He lifts Courtney up and then he kind of puts his hand up his skirt. Oh, my God. Gross. Um, In the original cut of this, (laughs) he brings her down and then smells his fingers. Yeah, he did that. Well, we see it a little bit at the end. And I only noticed this on my third rewatch. Okay, I thought that. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of we see like the tail end of him. Oh, his it. oh yeah. So that was that was another thing to to avoid an R rating. Some, you know, another thing that doesn't uh, age well. Some straight up sexual assault. But I, so that's but I yeah, the straight up sexual assault. But then I also like in a movie with the opportunity to put more than one gay character. They actually decide to put in a high school because I understand like you get males straight male cheerleaders in college for scholarships, like you said, Jackie. But like opportunity to give like two gay characters and they give one straight who's like a misogynist and like a sex like a sexually assaulting the women and then the other <laughs> one is like a closeted gay man who gets like one throwaway at the end when he meets like another cheerleader at the competition it's just like hardly touching her been like we got you it's like no wasn't <laughs> no. enough actually <laughs> they really took some shortcuts on the males sure yeah no they did the yeah they were definitely this. yeah that's a shame all right, so another one I have here is the scene where we have Torrance, Missy, uh, Les, and Jan. They're driving to the football game. They're all in their cheerleading uniforms. This is oh, the, yeah. scene, the scene right after they pick up Missy, Elijah Dushku, and she does that little dance to yes. Black Fang. So when they're driving in the car, apparently, and this is on the internet, so might not be true, but did pick up on it a little bit. There was a man behind them mm-hmm. who was slowed down. He was trying to get to a dinner. And the film crew, like, holding up traffic was making him late. And apparently this man was screaming at them while they were filming. I'm going to fucking kill you. You're making me fucking late for dinner. Like, screaming at them. So you can see, you can actually see in the movie, because I looked for this after I read this. In this scene, Les, uh, the actor's name, Hunter, Huntley Ritter, the guy who plays Les, is constantly doing his dialogue, but also looking in the rearview mirror. And this is, he's looking at the man threatening to kill everybody. (laughs) And this is, this could be not factual. It was something I read on the internet and just thought it was, thought it was interesting. I'd probably, you know, if I'm trying to get to dinner, I'm hungry and I got this, this film crew holding up traffic. Maybe, maybe I'm not (laughs) so thrilled. Yeah. I've been, honestly, I've been really obnoxious whenever I, when I was in Manhattan, if there was somebody shooting on the same block, because I would walk to work every day. And it would be like every law and order wants to shoot in front of this old old timey diner. And I was just like, not today. I've got to get to work. And I didn't care. I walked right through the shot. But then I felt bad. I was like, that was stupid. But I was just, just like, come on, like use another street. <laughs> All right. And the last internet thing I have written down here, Richard Hillman, the actor who played Aaron um torrance's college boyfriend who cheats on her mm. he died in 2009 at the age of 34 oh could not if either of you i'm i i'd be super impressed i i doubt that you were able to find this out 
it's not on the internet how this guy died. So 34, you're assuming it's not of natural causes, but I was in like some deep Reddit holes, like during my, my third rewatch of this movie, I was going like in these, the, the trenches of the internet to try to find out what happened to this dude. But yeah, he died in 2009. It just says he had, at a, he was estranged from his family. That's all, that's all I got. He was in a couple other movies. This was the other notable one was boys and girls. The one with uh, Jason Beggs and Freddie Prince jr. Hmm. Only one of note, his last acting role was 2002. So he, at the time of his death, he hadn't been in a movie in seven years. I did read some things, but it was like from the commenters on the internet saying like, Oh, this is how he died. And I'm like, right. okay, like cool guy, 522. I, I'm not going to take you as like a valid source yeah. here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. but yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing really, but he did die, unfortunately at age 34. So, Way to end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a sad I, now note, I won't make fun of his red turtleneck, red turtleneck sweater that he wore to an outdoor uh, championship <laughs> event for gymnastics in California. I did notice that that turtleneck. It was a, it was a yeah, very preppy. Yes, very. It could have been a lot of turtleneck. He might have died from a broken heart because Torrance dumped him. I. I I don't know. I, that could that could be something you add. He to the seemed plot. like he moved on pretty quickly. So. <laughs> but no, I thought I saw him in lots of movies. Yeah, the only I think I met Boys and Girls, which was kind of like an underrated one. Another one of that teen that teen movie, ninety eight to two thousand, which was kind of like a forgotten one. He was in that, and then yeah, then that last last film was two thousand two, a movie called The Best Ever, which I don't know what that is, but I'm on his IMDb right now. But yeah, not, not telling you to, what to do or anything, but you know, it'd be a really good movie to, to watch, even though it is bad. So I guess you don't have to watch it. Remember Disturbing Behavior? With oh, Pete yeah. Holmes. Yeah. So good. But all, Marston. I haven't watched that since like since it was out. And I just imagine if I watch that now, I'll be like, wow, this is really Saw bad. that in theaters. Um, oh. Ethan Embry has a small role in that because he's uh, one of the stars of Can't Hardly Wait, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. Oh, well, great. Yeah. See how it all ties in. It all ties in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so from death to a little happier, we'll, we'll segue into trivia. Jackie, would you like to go first or me? I'll go. I'll go. Okay. But I need you guys to minimize your IMDb screens. Oh, no okay. cheating Absolutely. on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I did it. <laughs> okay, okay. So Bring It On has five spinoffs. Which one of these is not... One of those titles. Ooh, okay. Okay. Bring it on again. Bring it on all or nothing. Bring it on no fear to cheer. Bring it on in it to win it. Bring it on worldwide cheer smack. Bring it on fight to the finish. Ooh. Okay, I know all or nothing exists. So okay. that's that's one I can eliminate right away. Other than that, I'm playing a guessing game. And I'm not going to cheat, even though I can. <laughs> so, um, what was the one with fear, you said? Yeah. No fear to cheer? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I'm going for. It's not real. Uh, so, I'll okay. go no fear to cheer as well. Okay, great job, guys. You got it. <laughs> is, it <laughs> is this a title you made up, or is this a movie that exists somewhere else? It was kind of related to another movie that exists. There's apparently a lot of cheerleading movies out there. But okay. most of them are on the other end of the spectrum. They're like horror cheerleader <laughs> movies or bad cheerleaders who are criminals or horror stuff. Okay. 
All right, fair. <laughs> Cheerleading vampires. <laughs> All right, so I got a Kirsten Dunst theme question. Oh, In her career, she has won 46 awards and has also been nominated for 111. Wow. I'm going to give you some awards here. Tell me which of these has she never been nominated for? Okay, we have an Emmy, a Golden Globe, an Oscar, a Kids' Choice Award, an MTV Movie Award, or a SAG Award. Alex, would you like to take first crack at this? Emmy Award. She's never been nominated for an Emmy. That's your guess. Okay. Jackie? I'm going to try and use some logic here. She was in Jumanji, so I wonder if that was her Kids' Choice Award. I heard I was reading some stuff about MTV, so I feel like that's that was still pretty pretty relevant at this time. Did you say the last one was SAG? Yes, Screen Actors Guild. Yep. Oh, I feel like she would have been involved in SAG. Oh gosh, you know I'm going to say Emmy too. Okay, uh, you you both got it wrong. She was nominated for an <gasps> Emmy for. Fargo season two. I, which, I was going to say Fargo would be the only thing. So I, what was it? Golden Globe? Uh, she's never been nominated for an Oscar. An Oscar. Yeah. Didn't she win yeah. for Vampire? Uh, let me, the vampire? I'm surprised me, with so much of her Coppola work. Yeah, never got an Oscar. But her Golden Globes were uh, The Power of the Dog, which came out this year. So she's nominated for that. Uh, didn't win. Um, also Fargo, she was nominated for a Golden Globe interview with the vampire. She was a supporting actress and the show, which I watched, which nobody else did. It's canceled on becoming a God in central Florida, which was a showtime show about a pyramid scheme from 2020. She was nominated for that. So four Golden Globes, but the Oscar has eluded her. She is yet to be nominated for an Oscar. So, interesting. Right. Good, good question, Dave. Thank you, Alex. What's something good you watched this week? Cheer. Okay, tell me oh, about my it. My light just went off, but that's okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Watch Cheer. Watch the first season, like right in the beginning of pandemic. Okay. Um. In two thousand. So there's season two. There's a season two. There's now a competing school nearby okay. so it's like it's about that kind of an underdog show so i watched that um i think that's all i so, watch I, I won't oh i'm sorry is that so is this like a documentary or is this like a, is. a drama it's a real it's a real documentary uh okay. about a cheer school um uh that's mm-hmm. a county college i think or like a three-year school it's not like popular at all for academics it just so happens to be like the best cheerleading school okay a couple people have talked about this in the movie group, Jackie. I've, I've seen it. It's, it's, you know, not something that's up my alley necessarily, but I've, sure. it's being, being talked about. So, you know, it's, it does have its viewers. And, yeah, so cool. Cheer. And how many episodes is it, Alex? I think it's five. Five, five each plus. season. Yeah, but they're, it's shot really well. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It was really okay. good. All right, cool. I think that's so, all I watch in Dateline, but I can't get, you know, that's. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, Jackie, what about you? I watched Scream 1. Cool. All right. It, First time. The original? Yeah. The original. It's it. been so a blind good. spot for me. Okay. Oh. And with all the hype coming out with the new one, I thought I'd give it a shot. Funny story about this. In middle school, my friend downloaded a script of this and we all kind of passed it around <laughs> the class and read it. 
um, because fun. I was I was kind of too afraid to see the movie. <laughs> so it was very thrilling reading the script and very scandalous too. But it held up today. It was pretty exciting. I forgot a good amount of it. So kept me guessing. And uh-huh. that's that's the cool thing about this movie is that you're constantly, constantly guessing and rethinking things. Not my favorite horror film. I, I think I've mentioned before that I lean towards more of that supernatural horror and uh, kind of those jump scare horror movies as a spo- opposed to um, stabbing chases. But it was entertaining and Dave would be fun to cover on the show. Sure, definitely. Oh, I and love sure. My first screen name. Ever on AOL oh, yeah, was remember, was SCRM thirty five. Okay, yeah, oh, nice. made, but I got made fun of it. People called me scrotum. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I just remember it was a traumatic part of my. No, life. no, it's like, fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Send, send if you have AOL Instant Messenger. Send Alex your IMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 20, 25 year spoiler, Jackie. Were you? Did you call it out that it, the the killers were Billy and Stuart? Um, I reached a point where I realized it had to be accomplished by two people, and I guess that that's all that was left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I took the bait. Yeah, and this was kind of. I think we talked about what did we cover? We were covering like the Halloween films later, and we talked about how kind of like the genre was dying, and this was kind of like just a bolt of light, a jolt, bolt of light back into. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was different and you're right it's a bolt of lightning and just re-energized kind of brought horror back in the yeah, horror we covered, yeah mm-hmm. because we covered i know what you did last summer and we kind of talked about how yeah kind of yeah great movie and um, there's a series of, on that now too which was canceled but yes it, it, it was already have, canceled already I mean, canceled yeah i hardly even yeah it didn't make any sense it was I, like, guess, I guess we found out what they did revived right i know real soon <laughs> hopefully we well with social media they probably posted about it you know they were probably live when they hit the guy in the car (laughs) all right so definitely to to piggyback off you jackie i saw the new scream the the right yeah yeah Yeah. so i saw this uh alex mom and i went it was good yeah no it was i i enjoyed it it wasn't you know it's not gonna win awards or anything but it was but it was a really good yeah david arquette yeah everyone's Everyone's back. Um, what about my, that guy? Was, what was his name? Jamie. He never Jamie died. Kennedy. Well, he died in. Oh, oh sorry. I'm going to watch sorry. some of these this week. Uh, sorry. Don't spoil it. He doesn't die. I, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, this was this was really good. I it, like Scream. One was kind of like a meta commentary on the film, the film industry, horror films. This was kind of the same way with. Um, they go into a little bit, I'm not going to give away too much, but they kind of go into like toxic fandom and like mm. tropes that we see in movies today and um, how the internet kind of influences what people make and what people watch. So it was like, it was, it was, it was a smart movie, I thought. And it, it was really good. I, I would probably have this, the second best of the series after the original, but I, okay. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this. And if you, Jackie, if you like to scream one and want to keep going, I would recommend this and Alex, I know you. We've seen most of these together. I would recommend eventually checking this out when you're when you're able to. Okay, well, all right. And also, in an attempt to seem smart, I watched two Macbeths this week. I saw uh, the the tragedy of Macbeth, which just came out 
okay. the not the Cohen brothers movie, but just one Cohen brother, Joel Cohen, uh, directed this. And Denzel Washington plays Macbeth, and Francis McDormand plays Lady Macbeth. Really good. The dialogue is straight Shakespeare, so I'm kind of like pausing a little bit, like what what are they talking about right now? And I had to kind of I remember reading this in high school. So I had to kind of like refresh myself on what was going on here. Um, might as well be in a foreign language. Some, some of the things they say, but I, I picked up on, on some of it. So it was good. Really well shot. It was in black and white. And this just hit Apple TV plus it's about an hour and 40. So it wasn't, I, I really, I thought it was a, a beautiful film, like in its cinematography. And, you know, some of the dialogue is obviously if you're not a Shakespeare aficionado it's a little tough to keep up with but i was able to for the most part and then so after this i wanted to keep going i watched there was another Macbeth from 2015 with michael fassbender and marianne cotillard and michael fassbender who plays um magneto in the x-men films he was and a bunch of other stuff uh he was really good this was a, some of the th- some of the creative choices were a little bit different in this one but i enjoyed both of these I don't know if I, I, I'd say they were kind of like even for me. I don't know if I liked one better than the other, but both, both were good. And I know there's like three other Macbeths that I was, I was looking up and maybe I'll eventually check those out just to see like the different choices they make. But yeah. I, hey, I, maybe, maybe you'll audition for a Macbeth play, you know, <laughs> maybe it's something in my future. Yeah. But, never, never can't, never cleared out. You know, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, a couple uh yeah, Jackie, did you have a question? Oh, I was going to say, I'm really glad you mentioned that Michael Fassbender was in that because he is such a, f- a phenomenal actor to watch. And especially in the role of Macbeth, like I, I bet that was that was really quality. I'm glad you mentioned that. He's going to be in a movie later this year, Jackie and Alex, uh, called The Killer. This is David, <laughs> David Fincher's new film. Uh, David Fincher, who directed Seven, Fight Club, uh, The Social Network. So yeah. we know nothing about this movie other than it's called The Killer, and it stars Michael Fassbender. And I need no more information. I'm intrigued. Yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm there. Opening day. I don't care. I, I require no more info. So just a little Michael Fassbender tidbit. Alex, where can people follow you? They can follow me on Instagram. Alexander August Photo. Okay. You do great. Yeah, he does great work, does uh, some headshots. Obviously, enjoy seeing your work, not just as your brother, but it's really good work. I'd probably say that if I was not your brother. I, well, I looked up nice your, to your work, you. too, Alex, and this is oh, true. You, you do fantastic work. No, thank you so much. And Jackie? You can follow me on Instagram at JackieLynn99.5. Uh, you can follow me at DDEM2000 on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the Instagram and Twitter for this show at Was It That Bad Pod. You can also follow the Instagram for our other show at Dollar Theater Pod. And if you want to talk about this movie or any other movie or show with myself, Alex, Jackie, or hundreds of other great people, you can join the Movie and Television Talk Facebook group. Just type that into a group search, and we are the red cover photo. Uh, Jackie, what do we have coming up? Well, tomorrow we're coming back with Can't Hardly Wait. And then the following week, we are going to do The Burbs. Nice. So we got some exciting things coming up. Um, Sounds really good. Uh, Thank you to Alex, who had to step away, for joining us on this show. Uh, Jackie, pleasure as always. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Alex.
you got it. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Good night. Thank you.